Uh, welcome back, three part par. My name is Mike Curdy. I am your host. Welcome back to anyone who's been here before, and for any new listeners, welcome. It's really great to see new listeners coming on every week and new people uh, jumping on the tipping email, which has been really, really good. Uh, as I say each week, you are well aware. Every week, I have someone new on and talk a little bit about them and a little bit about golf. Um, rotating chair for a guest person, and this week's guest, all the way from LA, is Colt Nedler. Welcome, Colt. How's it? Thanks How's for having it? me. It's good. No, mate, it's really good to have you. It's it's good that we could organize it, one, in the time zones, but also because you've got a little bit going on weather-wise versus Melbourne. Yes, sir. We were just talking about this. One in 100 years, man. Special week. One Luckily, in it hasn't been, it, you know, I mean, special week. Uh, it's, uh, it's different. It's different. We've had, uh, you know, I think the whole world has sort of experienced uh, some, new, some new weather patterns lately, so it's nothing... Uh, at the new year it is and it's i think it's um i mean i've been in la a few times maybe half a dozen times i don't ever think of la as having bad weather ever and so it's is it is it weird our our you know the the bad part of our weather is actually the good part i would say which is it never rains no ever <laughs> you know what I'm i mean it is a full desert um my uh you know of uh, some friends from the east coast that now live out here and on the west coast and you see them checking the weather app and we're like, what are you doing? And they're like, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm checking the weather. This is my morning routine. And we're like, no, I mean, we just don't, we don't pull it up for the most part. You don't need no, to. I didn't um, notice that. And it was kind of funny. It's sort of how it happened this week. We just heard of this hurricane, essentially, you know, a day before it happened, you know, yep. waking up and sort of seeing it somewhere on social media or on the news. And again, we're, we're not really clued into that, to that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, we haven't been trained properly, but, uh, Luckily, um, you know, uh, I mean, we uh, we skirted town, but also uh, I think it's, it's sort of uh, dissipated. So uh, luckily, it's not as it's not as worse as they thought. Oh, that's good. That's always good. Um, so you did leave town, or you got to a safe space. So maybe give us a little bit about you and where you're at. I know you, you're uh, you have a little bit more in your life than you did 12 months ago. So tell us a bit about you. I'm in an interesting spot right now, Mike. Yeah. Interesting spot. And I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little bit about me. I I describe myself as an amateur golfer from Hawaii. Yep. Pretty much sums up my identity for the most part. I identify yep. a lot with where I grew up in Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, moved to uh to the mainland, as we call it, uh California specifically, back in two thousand eight. <laughs> How old year high school here How i was 17 okay. 17. Yeah. um so i've actually finished up a year of high school in la and then um went to university up at uc davis in northern california i knew i wanted to go to school in hawaii or uh, in california it's tough to actually get into the system here if you're mm -hmm. not in state if, yep, if you, yep, yep. you don't have residency here um as you know most places i'm sure so we made that we made that move and have pretty much been in california um, you know, since then, other than a two year stint in Arizona to kind of, okay. you know, follow the, uh, well, I'll give you, I'll, I'll make this sort of a bridge. No, I do uh, it. <laughs> you know, I took a, I mean, I grew up playing golf competitively my whole life since I was six years old. My first tournament, we traveled to California to actually from Hawaii's junior world, which is hmm. a big, big tournament back then. And I think is still around. Yeah. Um, and I was six at the time, 
you know, had had years of playing and practicing every day and taking it really seriously and going to academies, had some years that were, you know, were lighter and I played other sports, but there was really not a week that went by that I can remember growing up that I wasn't at the golf course, you know, maybe, maybe three or four days out of the week, yeah. um, which is intense to think back on it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm an only child. So um, I entertained myself out there. So it, it didn't feel as intense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My parents would just drop me off at the golf course and, yeah. you know, I'd go play with adults, um, which I think was, uh, you know, probably, probably a great lesson as, yep. as a kid to learn how to communicate with adults and kind of be forced to, and maybe yep. out of your, your, your shell a little bit. Um, and my goal was always to, you know, gold dream, whatever you want to call it, was to play on the PGA tour. Yeah. I want to be a professional golfer. Um, fast forward, played some, you know, great golf through high school and I didn't really get recruited anywhere. Maybe a couple, couple conversations with, with a few schools, but not ones that I was too serious on, on wanting to go to. I want to go to school in California and yeah. had a chance to go up to UC Davis. And the coach was like, Hey, I can get you admitted into the school. Um, but you'd have to walk on and I'm like, deal, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I've always been, had a great track record with, um, qualifiers and, and, uh, tryouts and stuff like that. And I, I absolutely, I, I was just in a state, I mean, I, uh, I played the worst golf of my life shot, you know, at the time scratch yeah. shot in the nineties and this walk in, uh, you know, walk on tournament. I mean, to the point where I couldn't keep the ball on the planet. It was, it was yeah. yippish. Uh, and it was, it was, you know, such a low point of my whole golf career. Um, it was really interesting, man. Cause I think it, I think at that moment, it really didn't know it then, but it was a, uh, an obvious reset, but I think it kind of just put my whole, my whole future. Um, what's the right phrase? Just like that turning to, point. Yeah, it was a turning point and, and I had to, I had to reset and that took a yep. while. It took years. Yep. I, yeah. and, and my point kind of coming into this was I actually took a long break. I took four years off, didn't play golf at all. Yeah. I, I had never taken a break in my life. Um, and then wanting to get back into it, dropped everything. I, I was working at a really cool gig at, you know, at, at Fox sports in LA on the movie lot, um, and got in with the USGA broadcasts when we had that contract. Yep. in the mid 2010s um to I think 2019 and dropped everything quit the job moved to arizona my girlfriend moved in with me at the time and i was like i just want to clean carts and make tips and play golf every day and see how yep. good i can get yep you know i was like i, I need to give myself this i don't want to regret it i need to give yeah, myself yeah. a were little bit of time were you here. refreshed like from taking the break, like mentally, had you refreshed or had you felt like you'd grown up or like what, what was the change? Like what made you want to go back? This might turn into a therapy podcast, by the way, Mike. So be right. <laughs> I know you're into betting, but like we might go down a different path here. Um, I want to say yes. Yeah. But thinking back on it, I had the driver yips, which I had never had uh, for the first welcome. year of that. Well, welcome to my you world. Wait, this, <laughs> oh, this is definitely good. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I couldn't keep, I mean, like houses right you know like the point no, no. where he's a little uncomfortable like hey, what are my, you doing mine was here? the opposite i literally was 
I would barely tip the ball. It would hit into the ground an inch in front of the tee and yes. roll 25 feet. Yes. <laughs> that was my driver. But if I dropped it on the ground, like I went to the Masters and we traveled over and we went and played Rustic Canyon. And I've got videos with friends at Rustic Canyon where I can't tee it up because I'm going to tip it. So I'm dropping the ball on the ground on the tee with driver and then hammering yes. driver. I was just so steep. D-O-D. I could hit, hit it off the ground. I yeah. couldn't hit it off a tee. I've, I've got a buddy that does that actually. He's just getting back onto the tee. And, yep. you know, even thinking, uh, dude, I mean, it's such a such an interesting place to be because I actually qualified. You know, I we were talking about the U.S. US Mid-Amateur Championships, yes. the USJ Championship. It's sort of, you know, I, I after doing this two-year stint in Arizona, yeah. I – I, uh, I I qualified for this, and that's that's what made me realize, like, okay, it, my world is amateur golf, mid amateur golf. I'm not turning pro because I was like, oh, maybe I'll just turn pro and maybe do some mini tour events just to say I could turn pro, you know. And yep. I was just like, man, respect to those guys, but I'm just not that that grind isn't my path, you know. I, I have other grinds, yeah. um, and I was like, you know, I'll stick to my, my game is absolutely at this amateur level. And there's plenty of competition out there. And I actually qualified for that year, 2016 US, US Mid-Am. Um, and honestly, man, in most tournaments, I, I still battle those things. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. over the driver yips. I'm over yeah. the putting yips. I'm, you know, as much as you can be, yeah. right? <laughs> like, it's still there somewhere. Uh, it's still there. Like I, I mean, and what made me think of it was tipping it off the tee, dude. And the 2019 Mid-Am at Colorado Golf Club where they just played... I think stroke play actually for this week's U.S. Amateur. Yeah, um, dude, I I made a I made a ten on a hole. I tipped it off the tee into into the like into the place that you could carry with a putter. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's just That's, like wow, we there. are right on the edge here. <laughs> we are riding the edge. Good enough to get there. But, yeah, you know. it's anyway. funny you talked about that because it's it's actually um, you definitely don't know this because we haven't talked about it, but you actually um, gave me motivation to go and play in the mid-end here in Melbourne. Oh. So I was watching your stories over the last little bit and you're playing in lots of little events here and there. And there's yeah. little events that come up here a bit. And about a month ago, our Victorian state uh, mid-end was on up about three hours north up on our on the border of the next state. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going there to win. I'm not even going there to play in A grade. So I'm mm-hmm. playing off a handicap of 7.9 and that's yep. B grade. And I was like, great. And the, and I just wanted to see if I could get close in the net. And that was like literally cool. all I was remotely concerned about. And I did not. Like I finished two thirds of the way down the field. But it was just a really good, like really fun thing to do. Like for me, not doing that before and turning up and getting like pin sheet. Like it's like, wow, right. I feel like a professional today. I got a yes. seat and it was like really cool. I'm definitely going to do it again, but yeah, I definitely partly due to you and your stories. I'm like, you know what? I, I should go and do that sort of stuff. I got time. What else? What else that's, am I going to do? That's fantastic, man. Yeah. And, th- and thank you for for sharing that. And, and it makes me excited. And I honestly, I, I wouldn't say I, I guess not inspired myself, but I kind of checked in with myself you know, I'm 32 now. I'm a mid amateur. Nobody's telling me, nobody ever told me to play tournaments, but yeah. you know, I don't have parents to take me or anything like, like literally nobody's telling me to do this. Right. And yeah. I was back home in Honolulu a couple months ago playing uh, the Hawaii state amateur match play, which was, you know, I'll call it my sort of home event, played in it a handful of times growing up and it's a fantastic event. And we're walking down the, 
15th or 16th fair or something like that. And in, in the, I think it was the stroke play portion, the qualifier. And I just, I was like, why do I do this? Why do I sign up for tournaments? Why do I play tournaments, man? Because I don't, I've always known that I don't have fun doing it, you know, not like, have fun. To, no, to clarify, I mean, it feels like work. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, like yeah. I wouldn't describe playing in a tournament as fun. Like, oh, I had yeah, fun I out fun there. Up, yeah. yeah. Um, it's always a grind and it, yep. you know, uh, but at post tournament, post round, I'm, it, it's this sort of like gratifying, like satisfying feeling of, yep. I'm so glad I did that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what is that? And I came up with this answer that, that I would like to share because Ooh. I'm excited that I finally found purpose in my golf, uh, <laughs> <competitive> <laughs> golf life. It's, it's one of the, uh, one of the only, but maybe one of the clearest ways that I actually can test myself. Yeah. You know, like test and challenge yep. to the point of, to the point of needing to rise to the occasion with no other options. It's zeros and ones. I was yep. back in Hawaii. I was dormy three. I'm like, yep. it's pretty easy from here. I yep. either win the next three holes and we keep going or my week is done. Yeah. It's very simple to, yeah. to break down here. Um, and it's, it's fun being in those positions to see if you can execute yeah. shots under, not only under pressure, but when, you know, when you need to. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't be more aligned. I think when I think about doing these events that I've played in, you, if you have nerves playing with your friends, Imagine standing up on a tee box playing stroke, which we don't play a lot of here in, in club competition. It's always Stableford. And you don't know the oh, three guys with you. And you've got a got a driver in your hand and you've got to hit the fairway. Cause if you don't, or you make double on the first, you've given up a quarter of your handicap with 17 holes to go. It's like, right, now it's time to muscle up and really see what I've made of from here on out. And it's it's really hard. But like you said, I think when you finish, you're like, no, you know what? That was good. Like that was it was like a workout for my brain and and f- like testing me to see how I'm going to react to good good things and bad things throughout the day. I guess absolutely good and bad for sure. It's it's essentially just staying in it, really. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, right? Staying yeah. staying committed. How yeah. committed can you be? No, I agree. I think staying in it is a really good way to describe it. There was. Yeah. I'm going to butcher this. Um, was it? somebody was azing or something where they're like they're like the uh the 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 commitment has to you know has to be greater than the fear of missing it or something like yep. that right because because we, we always we all experience that and come on that, that's what the yips are right oh and yeah absolutely we're all sort of on that path somewhere where it's like of being afraid of missing it or being afraid of doing something yeah you gotta have that you know, you gotta you gotta balance oh, that out. I've got a friend who's a really really good golfer. Um, could comfortably not play for a year and turn up and play to a five with without trying. But he's the worst putter I know. But he tells himself every time he gets to the course, I'm oh, you know what I'm like. I'm gonna three putt from there. It's like you will if you keep saying that. Like I can guarantee it. Until you change that mental game, it, it's not gonna change at all. And he's probably <laughs> listening. So shout out to Conrad. Um, you are a bad putter because you keep saying it. That- your mind is strong, Conrad. The power is within you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's that's a lot of golf and I love it. Um, work. I mean, I know a lot of people would know you from Random Golf Club or from Fire Pit. What what are you where have you been and what are you doing? 
I've been lucky to have essentially stayed in golf my whole professional career. Yeah. Not not the professional side that I thought I would be. Yeah. <laughs> not playing the game, but lucky enough to find a path in which um, I have coupled my, I would say, you know, I say I'm a golfer first and I'm a, you know, video guy second. I love yeah. making videos. Yeah. Um, and so I've coupled those together. Uh, you know, luckily found Eric back in 2018 through the Adventures in Golf show that he did. Yeah. And that really summed it up for me watching that. I love travel. I love travel shows. Yeah. Ordain. Yeah. Action Bronson, Eddie Wong, Samantha Brown back in the day. She's still at it. Um, I just love travel shows. Yeah. And I have found myself it's it's not even it's not even that big of a space. Yeah. It's pretty pretty niche. Yeah. Uh right now, which I'm happy, you know. I uh that's not a bad thing. Um it's it's good. at random golf club at fire pit as you said it's been a lot of these like travel um you know golf travel shows yeah essentially i think half the battle is finding something that you love and being able to find work through it like if you can do that mm -hmm. as, as you've never worked another day in your life if you if you love what you do but like you said it's it's also finding one that's sustainable that you can do forever i guess and finding the right right match Absolutely. Um, and the, you know, even the broadcast experience was kind of along those lines as well. When I got into that, the, the USJ broadcast that I mentioned, yep. that was travel, that was golf and that was not video, very different, yep. but uh, video production, yep. um, or, you know, sports production type of deal. So I've, I've really stayed in that lane. Oh, kind of, kind of circling back to one of, one of our first points that, that moment of reassessment I think that mm -hmm. was when I was saying I didn't qualify for my college team. Yep. I've, I have now, I, these have been very important moments in my life. I've now, I've kind of, you know, they, they come in different shapes and sizes and forms, but I've had maybe three of those moments where you're sort of not down and out, but just in a space where you're like, again, Hey, nobody's calling on me right now. And I have the freedom to do whatever I want. Yeah. What path are you choosing? Yeah. You know, and I've had a few of those moments throughout my career. Um, and just, uh, yeah, I guess my passion for golf, number one, but then, you know, the passion for the travel and the video production stuff has really just been the North star in the sense of being like, I'm, I'm sticking in this. I got to find the next opportunity within this or around this hmm. and try to stay on that path. And, to be honest with you, I that's uh, I, th I think to finally answer your question, that's where I'm at right now. Yep. I'm in another spot where I recently went freelance to tap into, you know, this golf travel um, uh, space on a more on a more personal level, and and you know, I, I feel like I'm at a point now where I can. Where I can execute those things. I'm at mm -hmm. an age and a level of experience where I've kind of yeah. gained all that technical knowledge I like to talk about. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm working on the on the soft skills um and and trying to execute the whole package um on not on my own, um, but with uh, you know, with with, with the people that I enjoy working with and, and the projects that I enjoy working on, um, yeah. which is the ultimate goal. And I've been lucky enough to have experience with guys 
that that have built those teams and really just those those moments on the roads when you're when you're you know in the adventures um on the road having those experiences together with that road family mm-hmm. and, and at fox it was kind of it was this massive family yeah you know that would go from event to event you know with eric or matt um it, it's like a you know a three to four person team yeah when i was at uh i worked at vice golf the german golf ball manufacturer yep. for a couple of years yep. in between which was fantastic that was uh you know they have an office in munich that that was just a solo i lived in la worked worked from la as a those are all solo missions for the most yep. part, just me. Yeah. Um, so it's been an interesting spectrum, but all, all really in the same vein. I'm guessing that as well, like different people, different learnings, and it all helps pad out like what gives you ideas of what works, what doesn't work, what I want to do. Like it, it all helps. It all, it's just, yeah, it's just picking up those little things, you know, yep. trying to uh, now at a point where I'm, you know, trying to, to take all the, all those learnings and, and piece together my own squad, my own team, yeah. which I'm so excited about. But again, it's a, it's a spot where, you know, I'm, I'm learning the freelance life now. Yeah. I've never, I've never actually done it. Um, it brings its own challenges yeah, for sure. Because again, I could just sit on my couch, not do anything. And, you know, not many people would, would really mind or care. <laughs> you know, not, not a bad sense. I, I just mean in a, I just mean in a, you know, there's nothing that's I've I have I, I joke about this all the time I've essentially I've gotten so many things essentially handed to me very close hmm. like it that never happens it's never just handed to you it Not never true. is but like I've lived essentially right there on the precipice of that <laughs> for a long time I've been very lucky been that's very true. lucky in that sense right and there's and a lot goes into that um but there's also times in which you, you got to go get it yourself. Yeah. You know, and you got to figure out how to do that. And, and it's a, it's a kind of a whole new ball game. So um, it's not uh, it, it's, it's really coming from that perspective where it's that feeling of you got to very much like on the golf course. Yeah. You got to dig down and find that drive and you got to go make it happen. You can't just sit back and play golf, close your eyes and hope you qualify, which, yeah. you know, sometimes happens. But most of the time, you got to dig down and and make it happen. You know. Yeah, you're making it's all, it's all the same. Okay. Golf and life, it's all the same. I agree. <laughs> um, when you're with the uh, Fire Pit guys, you were last. That was your last trip to Australia. Had you been before? Yes, that was my last project there. I had never been before. No, okay. the cl- the only part of that, you know, I grew up in Honolulu, and that was that was the that was as far, you know, west, if you will. Yeah. That uh, from our perspective the the american perspective that uh-huh. i had ever been yep. um and when i was working with eric we went down to new zealand for a couple of weeks which was fantastic yep. and then from there we we hopped up to japan for an event and those uh those were my only two experiences obviously very different parts of the world but mm. um New Zealand was fun because it was the the other corner of the Polynesian Triangle of which, you know, Hawaii and yeah. Rapa Nui and New Zealand yeah, yeah, yeah. makes up. Um, so that actually felt pretty close to home, you know, although yep. uh, um, from how far away it is. But not far from there, there's Mike and a bunch of rad people in Australia in a yeah. great golf spot. And yes. I never knew Australia and I've always wanted to go. And we got down there for that project. I love Melbourne. We only went to Melbourne. Yeah, landed. Spent a week there. Sam built invitational. Jeff Ogilvy's team, obviously Jeff, uh, you know, hosting and yeah. 
creating that tournament a few years ago with the yep. idea of mentoring golf, uh, you know, at all levels, men, mm. women, pro amateur, um, you know, over those four days, over four of the greatest, I say four of the greatest golf courses on the planet. Yes, but then it rotates every year. And those are also some of the greatest golf courses on the planet. Yeah. So there's a lot of that goodness. There's a lot of good stuff there. here, yeah. Uh, we are spoiled for golf courses. There's no doubt about that, especially down the sand belt. I mean, yeah, when you've got Metropolitan, Kingston Heath, Royal Melbourne, two courses, Victoria, um, all within a stone's throw of each other. It's Kingston Heath, I don't even think I missed that then. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, you know, let alone further down with Peninsula and everything else. But here's the other thing, Mike, that I think people might sleep on. It's only like 45 minutes from an epic city yeah. at the same time. Well, you no, have true, the nightlife, true, true. you have the restaurants, you have the bars, you have the vibe, you have the yeah. beach. Yeah. You don't get that in Scotland. You don't get no. that in Ireland. You don't get that in the U.S. In let's say New York. Let's say yeah. if if New York classically is let's hypothetically call it the yeah. best place of for golf. There's yeah. there's so much and they're all different. Yeah. But a place like New York, um, it's also a different landscape. It's so mm. it's so incredibly private um, yeah. that you know we are. Uh, not uh, not comparing two very similar things here but it's man but man long island's like, like yeah. not it's not that close and it's no. not that easy to get into right yeah. no. where in melbourne you can go down there on a trip play all these insane courses yeah and stay you can even stay in the city if you want oh yeah easily uh look i think um look i've lived here my whole life i and people ask where would i live I, I wouldn't live anywhere else and i'm not a member of any of those great courses i have the um i'll say the benefit of knowing a few people that are and, and they're lucky enough to invite me down every now and then which i love doing um but we've got so many great public access courses that or munis as you'd call them that are like literally an hour away from the city like yesterday i drove mm -hmm. down to st andrew's beach um dope course oh, cool. that, that's like, that's out that's on same the, way down on the tip yeah. yeah but i mean it's an hour and 20 minutes from my door door to door freeway the whole way um it was a hundred and I say it was a hundred dollars US to, uh, Aussie to play, so we're talking seventy bucks US. Nice. Um, played yeah. in two ball. That's no one else. You know, it was a nice, quiet day. No waiting. Perfect. And Beautiful. that's <laughs> like I could do that five days a week within an hour and a half of my house, and I wouldn't have to play the same course in a month. You know what I mean? Like, there's just crazy courses both sides. It's crazy. Yeah, then it's, it's good, like you said. Um, yeah, we are very, very, very lucky. Did you? Um, outside of the, did you did you, you I know you stayed at Peninsula Kingswood and did you I know you played a little bit of golf you did you um yes do you want we to give the, the listeners yeah absolutely here's the rundown uh, <laughs> our gracious host uh, Peter Bessie from from Jeff's organization hosted us that week we stayed at Crown Casino downtown yes. right, right next to my for office for two nights oh is yeah. it really yeah yeah, yeah. it's fantastic um definitely the the ritzy like you know downtown lux vibe uh yeah. which is funny because that doesn't that, that that doesn't necessarily scream sand belts and like golf no, experience no, it doesn't really scream melbourne either it's just this really really big place that's the premium totally. end of, of melbourne yeah it's just a bit different totally but it's great uh, you know great accommodation obviously yeah uh, it was perfect just being right in the center of town walking distance down the river everywhere Actually, uh, I think I remember a, you went to, was it you that was drinking down on the bar that was right down on the water underneath the bridge there? I think it was you. I think it was some, when you was like just oh, up no. the casino. No, but we walked, 
we walked by it. Are you talking yeah. about the barge or the one that's actually the one that's the actually bridge? underneath underneath yeah. the bridge? No, I saw that 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 little like trolley car yes, size. Yes, uh, yes. Man, just walking it. it. It was. It's such a cool city, man. I mean, yeah. ju- uh, just the amount of restaurants and bars that are right there on the water. It yeah. was the heat of summer. Yeah. Um, we're not far away from getting back there. Wild, I gotta say that. Yeah, uh, ours are about. To, <laughs> mine are about to start. We're we're just coming into spring, and uh, the weather's just turning. So those, I I can't wait for the that warmth and golf golf weekends to come back. Oh, totally. Um, it was you know for us i would i would i would say it's akin to a european city just because it's walkable which yep. a lot of you know american cities aren't necessarily east coast more is um yeah. but uh i love a walkable city where you can just cruise the whole thing in you know an hour or two and yeah. stop by a little hole in the wall restaurants and um yeah. it's a fantastic experience to be not to, i mean they say the coffee's great i'm not a, i'm not a coffee snob but i could even tell the difference it was incredible <laughs> uh, <That's> <laughs> So lots of it, lots little, of Italians here. Lots of Italians. Here. <laughs> True. Um, and then just the the surrounding neighborhoods too, man. I think it yeah. was. Um, I think I don't know if it was Albert Park necessarily that we stopped at. Yeah. Um, we did actually stop at Albert Park as well, but there's a couple other spots around that area. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe on. Uh, yeah, St Kilda's. St Kilda's just down oh, there. Kilda, yeah, yeah. 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 Most I people head down there to the pubs there. and things. Yeah restaurants um upper park was such a vibe that was cool i'm a f1 fan as well so it was cool to be on track whenever someone's (laughs) here i always even if it's obviously outside of the race event i always take them on a lap of the course because people are like the head nearly falls off it's like we're driving on i'm like yeah will you be able to see this on the street this is this is this is is the track we're not going to go as fast (laughs) they put barriers up so you can't do that but um yeah it's just a great it's a great thing about melbourne everything's close that was cool. Um, so yeah, the whole, the whole city experience is, uh, is, you know, just top, top level experience. And then not to mention, you've got literally somebody said, you know, I was gonna say literally, I mean, some of the best, absolute best golf in the world. And, mm-hmm. and that's not an exaggeration, right? No. I mean, we all think of Scotland. Okay. Ireland. It's pretty, you know, that's pretty yeah. damn close. Scotland oh, yeah. and Ireland for me is top dollar. Um, and then you would have to go to the other side of the globe to actually kind of, it's not even, it's not even, it's like, it's the same, you know, it's different. Hmm. I'm not even going to say the a level down or anything. I mean, it's, it is right up there, man. It, it's its own thing. It's unique. Yeah. That's a, that's a cool thing about the sandbox courses, right? Like they, they have their own unique characteristics. You're not going to find, Definitely. you know, that, that type of uh, design or, or little features and yeah. nuances. I, I um, was lucky enough to play Royal Melbourne West a couple of weeks ago and I was oh, talking nice. to my host, Matt, and I was like, why is it that nowhere else in the world cuts bunkers into the greens like this? Like yes. people try, but it doesn't work. He's like, no, the terrain just doesn't work. Like they would just collapse. It, it just doesn't work the same way. It's just that the, the, the way that the terrain here works, it just it works. And I'm like, it's just so cool, but scary that I'm going to putt into the bunker. But I, it's <laughs> so cool. Like I love yeah. it. And yeah, it's just a feature looking at it. It's it's unbelievable when you look at it. Just it from the it unlocks some new levels of blow up for you, yeah. you know, which is interesting. No, but on that note, Mike, Jeff, I, I overheard Jeff talking about this and I think I got this on camera. Hmm. He was, you know, he was talking to somebody and they were describing to him 
it's the grains it's the grains of sand in that yeah. terrain are like triangular and angled oh. in such a way in which it can compact okay to actually stand up hold stabilize on the, to stabilize to hold oh. for those cuts versus like any of the sand yep. around here you cut that the thing just it Collapse. just landslides yeah 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 easy oh, but yeah. it's it's like the, the shape of the grain like they're getting so granular i'm like <laughs> i love it i did not know that <laughs> But that doesn't surprise me. I mean, yeah, it's certainly you don't see it anywhere it's unique. else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what was uh, I wanted to say something else about the that experience going from town into the sand belt? Um, I'll think about it. I'll it's throw not it back far. to you. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like you said, it's forty minutes, and you kind of like drive down the highway, and then you go through some houses, and all of a sudden you're just there, and it's it's probably a little bit different. I know you've not played golf in Sydney, but a lot of the really good courses in the center of Sydney, you can still hear a lot of traffic around there by the by the highway or the freeway. Mm. Whereas Melbourne, the courses are inset into that sort of neighborhood, so right. you don't really get it. It's you don't get that noise. It's um you get the planes because the the Marabin Airport is right there above okay. a lot of the courses, but um yeah, it is. <clears throat> it does feel like you're a little bit away, which is nice. I remember what I was going to say. Tell me. It was because we were lucky to be hosted and, and we got to stay at uh, Peninsula Kingswood for a yes. few nights Yes, as the tournament finished up. Tournament finished up there on Sunday. We were flying out the next morning. Uh, Benny, my partner, and I uh, went down there, uh, co-worker. We were sat on the uh, lanai there on the patio. Yep. Glass of red wine in hand. Yeah. Appetizers come in. Looking over the mint condition of you know PK North Course yep. 18, 18 and all yeah. that surrounds it. Yeah. Sunset was banging. Yeah. Through the drone up, got a little bit of that, which is fun. But we we were sat there enjoying ourselves, and I think it was Cam Davis's caddy. Cam mm -hmm. won the tournament. Yep. His caddy, um, I'm, I'm uh, unfortunately I'm forgetting his name, and I was just mm -hmm. reading about them. Uh, not sure. Maybe we'll talk about them later in the betting thing because yeah. he can't made it into this week at least. I think I think he needed uh, a real a real high end finish to 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 move ahead. But yeah. Um. Anyway, his caddy came by. And we were just chatting, and he's like, "You know what the crazy thing is? Most North Americans don't know this place exists." Sure. And sure. I was like, it blew my mind. Well, it's it's one of the things. Of course, that it's true, but. It's like we are so there's so many of those courses when people come here, they will play Kingston Heath and they'll play Royal Melbourne. And that's a lot of golf, you know? And so sure. they don't, they don't think to play Peninsula Kingswood or they don't think to play, they might add on a Metro or they might add on a Victoria, but then that's three. They don't think um, Woodlands or they don't think Huntingdale anymore, but you know, like there's a million other courses, let alone, they might be adding on a trip down to Barnboogle or down to King Island or up to Sydney to play Royal Sydney, like New South Wales. There's like so many well, courses. You're even, yeah, and you're even talking about the guys that realize there's golf in Australia that actually travel down there to play golf. So you got I'm talking about the rest of the oh, yeah. American <laughs> golfers who literally don't even know that no, there's don't. golf in Australia. Yeah, yeah. And that's, not, and, and that's not necessarily on them. I think it brings up an important point. Um, you need the introduction, and this is yeah. kind of the this is this is at the center 
of most of what I do. Mm-hmm. It's trying to it's trying to create that handshake, you know, like that introduction that, hey, this exists. Yeah. Here's my experience. Hopefully you want to go have your own. If not, you can just check it out. Is what it is. Um, but a lot of people don't get that introduction. They don't know that it exists. PK exists because, I mean, they don't know. How would they yeah. know? No, like and it's there, not. There's no. It's not that legacy event, a tournament or event that's ever been there. It's not a, um, you know, there's no big PGA Tour event. So we don't, don't come to Australia. Man. That's it. Ask but, the average golfer here. What, and it's because it's on the other side of the world, which, yeah. you know, um, it's tough to get to. Yeah. Um, so we understand why. But it's, I think it's exciting, actually, right? Because it, I think it blew my mind because it's exciting to be able to experience something like that is very mm-hmm. special. Yeah. And there's so many places out there in the world. I mean, come on, even beyond golf, with like we just talked about golf, beyond golf, there are oh, so yeah. many pla- special places in the world like that where you can, you can just have that moment and be present. And it's exciting to know those are out there. And it, it's exciting to kind of be on that quest, you know? Yeah, and, telling uh, the story. And, and a lot of times, though, you need that introduction. And luckily, um, Jeff and Peter and that team and that tournament, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have heard, I know of Alistair McKenzie, right? Yeah. I, I know, I would say I know his story relatively well now after, you know, probably getting more into this type of thing like three or four years ago only. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of Royal Melbourne. Have I watched the President's Cup there? Yes, I have. Did I pay yeah. attention to the course? Like, not really, no. Yeah. Um, I've heard of Royal Melbourne. I didn't know why it was special or what the what the deal yeah. was. Or I've heard I've even you know I've heard of the sand belt and I, yeah. I'm deep in golf. I've heard of it, but I had no idea what the sand belt yeah. really was. Yeah. Right. And like most things, you have to you know if you're lucky enough to experience it, then you you really get to you know learn firsthand about it. Yeah. Um, but no, point being, we're just lucky for for the team down there to give us that introduction. You yeah. you need that handshake, man. You need that you need that hand to come out and be like, yo, you know, brings you on the boat and come with us, man. We got some cool shit we want to show you. <laughs> no, exactly. yeah, we need those people. We need those people. And so I think in you know that's kind of that's that's my goal. I, I think of any you know real travel show, um, mm-hmm. but that has informed my content is uh, hopefully it's a it's an introduction for you yeah you know um like going back home to honolulu a couple months ago and playing my hometown tournament there and i just shot a bunch for fun and i've been kind of putting those clips out over the past few months just because we, we shot so much and i'm really yeah. proud of it and you know i i love uh, i love honolulu and hawaii and so sharing if it's from like just a native hawaiian food spot to yeah. the golf course, to the course I used to play at, to the funky range that's in downtown Waikiki. Yeah. Um, I I hope it's just a uh, an introduction for yeah. somebody that watches. Like, it, it's the stories that I prefer, right? Because if if I'm gonna go to Hawaii and there's things that I think about from a golf perspective, I know why. Like, right? That's it. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. But I want to know the good spot for the locals to eat i want to know like you're yeah. talking that stuff there is the stuff i'm interested in because i want to enjoy that part of the culture it doesn't matter whether it's hawaii or melbourne or wherever it is 
any city you go to, the more you information you can give me before I get there that's going to make me really immerse myself in it and get amongst it, that that's a much better story. Absolutely. Completely agree. And for me, the perfect example was when we were in Glasgow, uh, maybe just over a year ago, doing uh, our journey show at the time. Mm-hmm. We're in Glasgow one night. We're flying out of Glasgow the, I think, the next morning. Needed a dinner spot. Played Presswick. Yep. Unreal. One of my favorite spots. We uh, we go into town. It's late and we have nowhere to eat. And I'm like, where do we start? I'm like, oh, yeah. I saw I saw the Parts Unknown. I saw the Bourdain <laughs> episode in Glasgow. I pulled it up. I scrubbed through it on my phone. Yep. And I saw he went to this Indian spot called Mother India. And I looked it up, looked, I remember the scene clearly, like it, yeah. it, it looked rad It definitely had ambiance. It was kind of dark and mysterious in there. The food looked incredible. And I remember he was sitting with a ice cold, like tall glass of uh, Kingfisher. Oh yeah. And I, I looked at the boys. I was like, yo, let's go check this place out. We called it. They're like, yeah, we're open. Perfect. We went and it was just, it was the perfect experience on a lot of levels. Um, the food was amazing. Best Indian food I've ever had. Yeah. It's the UK. Yeah. Uh, had a, uh, tall ice cold Kingfisher. <laughs> so like I was, you know, it was an important moment for me because number one, I love Bourdain so much. I just love visiting the places where he was and just yeah. kind of feels like this connection in some way. Yeah. Number two, it's got his stamp of approval. Yeah, hey, if Bourdain was here, must be good. And it survived COVID. This place yeah. is banging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, it was that, um, you know, and, and then translating that to an act to like an actionable item of like us going in and enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, he yeah. made that introduction. He put out that content, if you will, yeah. of of this place. Interviewed the you know maybe the chef that worked there. Got some cool B roll of them cooking and this and that. And I remember watching that and sort of that like wanderlust of, of travel, right? Mm -hmm. There's like that underlying vibe to it. And then when you are actually able to like go and experience these places, it's, uh, it's, it's special, but it's, um, it's layered. Yeah. It's It's like a a proper, it's a proper experience. Yeah. 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 And it's, and and it's just, it's different. It's unique. And I love that about, it all coming together, the travel, the yeah. vid- and, and again, it's video content that we're talking about. I watched yeah. a video. Yeah. I saw he went to a place. I then went, it all stems from, you know, these, uh, these themes of which we're working in, Yeah, you know, maybe it wasn't golf, but it was travel. It, it doesn't it was, matter. Yeah. Uh, it was culture. It was yeah. video. Um, and it was, it was emotion. Uh, yeah, but anyway, good. I think it was, uh, it, it was, it was an impactful, um, experience for me it was it sounds like i can hear it uh hopefully that you're i'm going to see more of you um putting out that sort of stuff as well to inspire other to. people absolutely oh, i hope to that's the goal the, um now the next thing that we're going to talk through you don't know what it is and because on the run sheet it just says lucky sevens anyone who's listened before they know what it is it's seven questions seven questions you have to answer and they are love it. quick and easy right but i need honest answers okay you ready i'm ready Favorite golf course you've ever played? My buddy Reese is going to give me shit because when <laughs> I played Arrowtown, 
which is in Queenstown, oh, New Reese. Zealand. I know Reese. You, you know Reese, Reese yes. Winters. Yes. Oh, Reese is a really good friend of mine. I love Reese. He has the same golf. Uh, he has the same Seamus golf bag that I have. Does he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> you guys are sickos. I love it. I'm right it's there. True. It's true. Right there with you. Um, I think when we played Arrowtown, I said, Reese, this is the best golf course I've ever played in my life. Yeah. So just to honor that, Reese, Arrowtown. But beyond that, I would like to riff a few more. Um, yes. From Hawaii, uh, Wailua on Kauai is a special spot. It's yeah. in Muni. It was uh, kind of where I learned a lot of sort of first lessons. It's a great track. They actually played a USGA championship there in the, I think in the 80s, the Pub Links when they used to have it. Okay. Um, that's a great course. And then shout out Rancho Park in LA, another Muni. I used to live across the street, um, played a lot of rounds at Rancho. Again, just one of those where you're like in the middle of LA, the, the place gets 10,000 rounds a week. Uh, yeah. It is, it's overrun. You can never get a tee time, but it is just such a beautiful we, layout. Just, it's I, I so played good. it. I played it. Have you really? Trip. Yeah. I went to, went to the yeah, Masters yeah. in 2019 and, my mate and I got off the plane, and and the flight from Melbourne lands in at like six thirty. So by the time you get customs, yeah, it's like yeah eight a.m. And I think I messaged Stu Kurt and said, "We don't check into the Airbnb till like two. We need to play golf. Where am I going?" And he said, "There's one up on the hill, up towards the hill, and I can't remember what it was. And they have a few courses up there, but they had some sort of like a Griffith time. Park, Griffith like Park. A Roosevelt, yeah, Griffith yeah. Park is yeah. great. You know, that's a lot." It's a lot of the. I was actually supposed to play there today, but uh, well, they they were they were no good, and so we're like, oh, Rancho Park, let's just go there. So we got yeah. on. The guy was nice enough to store our bags at the back. Um, no way. We teed I off and played, it. and it was like we get to the ninth, and there's this little. We don't have in Australia what Rancho Park has at the turn. It was like a fully stocked bar. You could get like bottles of oh, Fireball yeah. or whatever yeah. you wanted. I was just like, we were all freaking <laughs> out. Everyone was like, just. We're like, oh, we got a couple. Did you of get beers? ramen? My order is the shin black ramen that she'll like put the hot water oh, in man. for you and make it everything. It's it crazy. was, and she saw us like our, our heads falling off, eyes like wide open after being so like jet lagged. And there's squirrels everywhere trying to run around and grab stuff. I was like, what is going on here? This place is just wild. Oh, 100% my, go back there. If my bag was hands length or arms length away, yeah, uh, it's actually got a big piece of duct tape on the side panel because <laughs> at Rancho Park, the squirrels you mentioned, dude, they are absolutely menaces. Yeah, yep. they had a sealed plastic sealed package of mixed nuts. <laughs> why? Why? Why I had that? I don't know. It was in like a plastic box, but it was like sealed with plastic. I yep. mean, literally factory sealed. Yeah, the squirrels ate through my panel to wow. then get to the sealed box. Let I mess around. I mean, no, but anyway, you know, you gotta you gotta keep it. I was, I'm proud of the little piece of duct tape because it's Rancho Park, man. I mean, that's what happens. That's you gotta watch yourself. Um, next one for you, number one on the list of courses that you haven't played. Mm. North Barrack is up there. Yeah, I think that's going to – there's a handful that are on a, on the list, I think, for most people. It's, if it's not the old course or North Berwick, something over that way, local, mm. it's um it's Tara Edie in New Zealand, which which opened a while back, which everyone looks at the pictures and loves. So I, they're going to be the yeah. popular answers. Um, honorary mention, I think Stu and I might be the only ones who have been on property and have walked all 18 but have never played. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. So we're on that list. Which is probably not the best list, but it's still a good list. Yeah, 
at least it's just us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something in common for us to share. Uh, Terry's obviously, obviously, I mean, obviously up there. Uh, TRI now. Yeah. That looks right amazing. Next to it. I mean, uh, yeah, New, New Zealand's packing. I would yeah. actually say, I would say, I would say North Barrick because I've, I mean, it's North Barrick. Yeah. And I've, I've been slated to play it on multiple occasions. It's just yeah. never worked out. So it's yeah. just, I get more excited and more excited every time. Um, and I think, uh, shout out Stu on this one, um, Barn Boogle yep. and, and Lost Farms, right? Yep. In Tasmania. Um, I think, very good day's work, that one. Yeah, I think that might be top bucket list. Yep. No, all good choices. Um, you can only have one, the Masters or the Open? Open. Okay. That's not even a question for me. Well, part B, because someone else asked me last week, to win or to watch? And I'm like, you choose. Which one would it be, uh, to win or to watch? Mm, or both? I mean, both. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I love the Open. Yeah. Um, if I were to rank... Oh, gosh. I mean, the Masters... Masters is interesting, to be honest. Yeah. I've been once. Yeah. Uh, I've been on the course once. I walked, I walked the back nine... And uh, it was it, it was a there was a storm. Torbjorn Olison was I, I saw him hit a putt on fourteen. Yeah, that was the only golf that was happening. Yeah, you know then the sirens go. Everybody's off the course. But I walked the back nine. Even I mean it, it was it was it was like a, it was I felt like I was in a painting. Uh, like it, it is just even in a storm, even mud everywhere, just yeah. rain. It was dark and like ugly and disgusting, and it was beautiful. Like, yeah. It was, that's pretty wild, right? And I love the Masters uh, in the sense that you know the shots, you know the yeah. holes. Yeah, no, you know, like the old course uh, when um, for that uh, that sort of uh, famous project we did there. We surprised speaking of Stu and yes. his dad, right? Yes. And, and luckily, there's a whole story to that. But luckily, I played in the group behind with a couple uh, couple guys. Haifa, you played with Haifa, yeah, Hafer and, and Chris. This guy, Chris Reeves. Yeah, there you go. Um, that, yeah, that, that's a whole crazy connection. Then, because the guy we played with, I now hang out with his son in like the states. He lives yeah. like not far from. Anyway, it's this whole like wild sort of connection. Um, but the old course we pull up on, we're playing the old course, and I I realize on the first tee, I'm like, I know this tee shot. Yeah, I know 17 and 18. Yeah, I I know nothing about the old course. It's I so only crazy. know them because I would have played it ten thousand times on one of the Tiger mm. like, uh, PlayStation games. Like mm-hmm. I'm like in my brain, I'm sure when I get there, I'm thinking, well, I can just drive ten. It's like no, no, you can't. Like you're not Tiger Woods. Like your ability is not close to what you had in the in the uh, in the game. Right, so right, right. <laughs> not happening. Um, I think to put it, I think to put it nicely, for me, the Masters is. Um, it just it, it it feels manufactured and the open just feels raw. Yep. Yeah. No, that's that's and, and and then beyond that, I Links Golf is my favorite. Yeah. Um the elements, uh the obviously the history behind it. Not links, but but the I mean links and the open I'm talking about specifically. Yeah. Uh, uh and then and then just this, I think I think growing up, I, I always had this um love for uh European tour growing up in Honolulu yeah. because I, I I think it was on, I can't remember, it was middle of the night or maybe in the early morning. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. The night, the, you know, late at night. Yeah. Um, and I was just fascinated, but it just seemed like this far away land, yeah. you know, like Europe, 
England, yeah. like the UK, European tour golf. It was golf, the sport I knew so well, but it was just yeah. such a different form of it. The terrain um, and the views would be very yeah. different. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching Robert Carlson win the Welsh Open. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like all time, man. I was just, I was just in love with it. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, enjoy sort of those, uh, you know, at the time that was kind of fringe. Yeah. I enjoy fringe sports and, uh, uh, and, and golf tournaments and whatnot. But, um, uh, anyway, I love the open. That's my uh, number one. Uh, that's an easy, that's an easy answer. Um, striped drive or flushed iron. Flushed iron. Yeah, I think everyone said that. Um, pin in or pin out when you're putting? Pin out, pin out, pin out. Yeah, pin out. It doesn't. It in it, especially in competition. When it comes yep. down to it, I want it out. Yep. Can I play with the pin in? I absolutely can, and it's yeah. no big deal, and I don't care. But when it comes down to it, I want it out. Hundred percent. I'm with you. I, I I I've said it before. I tend to putt between the edge of the flag and the edge of the cup like my brain doesn't commit to mm. hitting the stick so i have to have the flag especially inside of like five six feet i can't do it um with you. are you a dew sweeper or a half set and sunsets your mornings or afternoons more mornings I, you don't sound so old. you sound like it's a 50 and now now I love mornings. both. I've kind of, I kind of have been, I've, I've campaigned for, I've probably campaigned for sunsets and half sets more. Yeah, actually, brews. Yeah, uh, the boys, but that's not my current reality. I yep. would say that was a. There's certain. I have certain eras. Right yeah. now, this era is early morning. It's the get only. In, uh, get out and get back. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Got the family now. Like we're. That's it. Yeah. It all changes. It changes. Um, and this question, hopefully, it works for you. It did it did it took a little bit for my last guest, Matt, last week to sort of probably get his head around what it was going to be. But what's your favorite golf memento or keepsake if you have one? I, I do, I do. I think I have a few. Actually, okay. There's there's one easy answer. Yeah. It's it's a, uh, it's a red ball marker. Yeah. It's it's like glossy kind of. It's like really shiny. Yeah. Um. It's logoed. It's metal, so it's one of those display. Yeah. You yep. know, display ones. It's in this little teeny. It's a you know, it just fits a ball marker in it. That's how small yep. it is. This little plastic case with like a foam bed yep. that it sits in. It's from Hawaii Kai Golf Course, the course I grew up playing. Yeah. And the first nine holes. I ever played, I made a hole in one on hole six. <laughs> how, how do we get to this point before we find out that your first nine holes, you had a hole in one? Who does that? At the time, I didn't think it was that special. <laughs> like a, doesn't everyone do this? <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty crazy thing. Wasn't wasn't wow. the first golf holes I had ever played. I, I no, had no. taken some lessons, uh, you know, but hey, it was the first nine holes I had ever walked. Yeah. My, I was with my mom. She took me to the course. We played with a with a rando, um, and uh, hole six, Hawaii Golf Course. I just played it a few weeks ago with my buddy, yeah. so it was a it was a special homecoming. Um, Seventy three yards, driver <laughs> hits hit it right. Yeah, hits the lip of the right bunker. Yep, kicks it left, shoots across the green, hits the pin, and goes in. It's, and my mom freaks out. The yeah. guy freaks out. They're running. 
the group in front of us um, were were tourists and they I remember they turned around and they're like clapping and going, and I, I remember taking off down the fairway running like <laughs> looking at my mom and looking at them and I was just like okay what um, but it's a funny thing man I, I I did I did make a video of this and I need to revisit it um, because I'd always ask myself like why why uh i know you said quick lucky seven's quick so this has been all along um why why you know why do i love golf i it's hard so it was hard for me to answer that question for a long time because i've been in the game so more longer than i could really remember yeah um i don't remember really i don't remember starting to play yeah i just don't even I have okay a memory here and there but i don't remember was the junior worlds at six or something was it yeah and i remember i have like a memory of that but i guess yeah. just the just the um you know the encompassing like like why the feeling i, I yeah. didn't even think about it honestly yeah, at the yeah, time yeah. i asked my parents like yo why'd you take me there? they're like we're just trying to figure out something to do with you like only child <laughs> like you have a lot of energy and i just always stuck with it but obviously i think that hole in one <laughs> i mean it all started there, right? Yeah. It all started there. I mean, that's that's what I can trace it all back to. But uh, to go back to the story, yeah, uh, we went in the pro shop, and uh, I think we went upstairs to the restaurant. I got a grilled cheese. Shout out grilled cheese. I had it's all I ate for twenty years, and I knew every single one. I could rank them actually. Golf. If you were like, hey, nineteen nineties rank grilled cheeses from all the courses on Oahu, I could probably give you a comprehensive <laughs> list. But anyway, a couple of the aunties, uh, uh, these these. Uh, elders yeah uh elder women in the restaurant were like checking out or something my mom and my mom's like hey made a hole in one like we, you know we're i don't know we're getting something celebrating or something yeah they're like oh my god no way so they uh they i think gave me like two dollars and fifty cents yeah. to get something with and i bought that ball marker that's a so that's, really really good answer that's where really the ball marker comes from no <laughs> that's a great people, answer Beyond that, I, I have, um, you know, when a tournament gives you like a money clip. So I still have mine yeah. from Junior Worlds back in the day or the yeah, medium and stuff cool. like that. I'd say those are pretty prized possessions for me. I think, it, I don't think I'm going to have a guest that plays golf that doesn't have something. I think we're all, we've all got something, like an all, all got some little keepsake or something that means a lot to us that, that resonates back to golf. So I'm, I'm looking forward to some of the answers for sure. Can I expand on this, Mike? Of course you can. In the bag would be an interesting one too, because that marker yeah. is in my room, right? It yep. sits on the, you know, yes. a lot of times in a box, yep. sometimes on a shelf. In my bag, I would say the not funniest, but the most interesting is probably this little wooden cross. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not that religious. Yeah. But my grandmother, who is a Sicilian Catholic, converted to Judaism to marry my uh, Romanian Jewish grandfather. Yeah. Uh, she gave, so, you know, she gave me a cross at some point a to lot. like keep in my golf cabinet, like a golf bag. And I love it. And I just, uh, yeah, it's I'm been trying there to think, I don't think I've got anything in my bag. That's, um, that I would say is a good keepsake. I got some like ball markers and bits and pieces, but if I just think about what's in there, like I just was looking before and I found this, which is, you can't quite see it. It's just an open it's, championship oh, cool. ball marker that I got when I was there. Which yeah. I forgot. I found it in a bag. So I'll probably put that in my bag. But yeah. but yeah, my stuff's all sitting at home. Like I collect golf flags. So I got flags oh, from cool. different places and tournaments and things. But yeah, Everybody's I think that's probably that good. One, that one Ziploc bag that's been oh. so torn to pieces. It's yeah. cloudy. You can't really see through it. There's yes. just a bunch of like weird knickknacks in it. <laughs> exactly. There's like 
an open tube of like canker medicine. There's a cross, <laughs> like a metal pole yeah. marker. One's got like a band-aid from 1997. Yeah. Band-aids, it's Used. got like, like um Pepto, what you would have like so something for us, like for indigestion is like all these yeah, 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 different yeah. things in the in my bag, a hundred percent. That's good. I like it. Um I'm going to just read through this week in golf and then we'll get on to next week. So the results are in. Victor Hovland shot a nine under course record to clip Scotty Scheffler and uh, Matt Fitzpatrick in the BMW this week. Rory, again, really, really close. Good finish for him. I think, um, yeah, not surprising to see Hovland, Scheffler and Rory at the top. Fitzy's probably one that's been a little bit weak and he sort of had a, had a good um, a good finish this week, which is good to see. Um Disappointing. Uh, Hideki withdrew with a back injury. Ram was really poor. Oh, he was our top pick last week. He finished T31. Could not keep the, the ball on the planet. He's driving accuracy. I think he was ranked like mid-30s or 40s out of 50. So that's not going to get it done. He's he's one of those guys, though, I feel like, that can dig it out anytime, anywhere. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Even when he's it's, out of it, like it is like I would pick him to win next week. It's 100% the most difficult sport in the world or anything to bet on. Right, because exactly what you said is correct. Like Scotty Scheffler this week, oh sorry, all year has proven he's the best player on planet Earth. But yeah. he can't putt. Like his putting's been woeful. <laughs> this week he had an okay putting round in round three, and, well, and he, and he nearly putter, won. Right, he had a new putter. He had yeah. a new putter. Yeah, but he nearly wins. Right, but then today he three putt seventeen to miss matching hot with that to a playoff. From. Yeah. It's like I saw they were tied at, at you know with with what two holes left for him and that's it. Hovland was playing eighteen. It's twenty five feet and he for putting for birdie and he took bogey, three putted from there. So like you said, it is just you just don't know when it's coming. And Ram this week's poor. Next week all of a sudden he, he hits some fairways and he's he's back. Uh, talk talk really about tough. not knowing where it where it comes from. Lucas Glover yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it comes from the lab putter. He's to be honest. He's hundred percent putting is the bit that's turned around and turned him into a guy that's won back to back. I think last week we talked about it in his career, but up until three weeks ago, he'd won five point two million over one hundred and fifty, hundred and thirty tournaments, and then he won five million in two weeks. So <laughs> it's just like he doubled his earnings for, for his career. So it's a bit nuts. It's um, it does make it difficult. Um, Eastlake announced bonuses for this year. So 18 million to the winner, 6.5 million to second, 500k to 30th. So the last. So no wonder you were thinking about being a professional golfer. That would have been, um, yeah, wouldn't be the this worst kinda, way to spend the week. This kind of reminds me of Neymar's contract that he just signed with yes. all halal, which says, yeah. if any post that you make about the club, we will pay you half a million dollars. So there's that. Like literally set up something to just punch out posts every other day and and just do whatever he likes. What on his feed? He's got like three in the last forty eight hours. Of course he get it. Go get it. Um, the only person to miss out was Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk missed. Fitzy jumped in. Um, and so the gala finished at the unlucky number thirty one. The guys are getting to the top thirty oh, wow. pretty much make it through to everything next year. So all those signature slash elevated events, all the majors, um, they're ready to go. So that was um, it was a pretty. It, well, look, it was a good. It was a good week. It is a good course. I, I don't. I do like the course. It's a little bit. Um, it feels like a bit like a U.S. Openish type course, but at the same time, it's a pretty uneventful week. Like it wasn't. There was no massive stories that came out of the week. Um, Hovland winning was great, but other than that, I, I didn't see too much else that really happened. Don't know if you saw anything. 
I didn't, which is, I think, to your point, exactly. Yeah. I saw, I saw it on PGTour.com and I watched Hovland's last hole. That's it. Um, If you go there, there's nothing there. Yeah. I've, I've watched golf since I was, yeah, like five. I've watched Golf Channel religiously all day, every day, forever, probably up until the last few years. And this is, this is very much like a cable thing. I I don't have cable anymore. I have F1 TV. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had Peacock to watch some Premier League games, but yes. that went by the wayside because you can't, for us, it's just like jumps around platform to platform. Yeah, of course. All that being said, um, you know, I used to I used to be a big PJ Tour Live guy, and then they yep. kind of looped that. They, they sort of changed it a few years ago, looped it into ESPN and this and that. And, you know, I wish there was just sort of a... Uh, Surprise! There's not. It has to. There has to be soon. Just some sort of separate thing I can pay like seven ninety nine a month for, and just to get the surely get the downloads. But uh, anyway, yeah. all that being it, said, it's so, I, I follow so enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh. because I, I, I I would I would, but yeah. you know, with just being on golf Twitter, yeah. golf Instagram, golf yeah, everything, you're up to date. I hear about those stories. So yeah. this week, um, not surprised to hear that there wasn't a ton because I yeah didn't really hear anything. Shout out Ricky Fowler being, I have the list pulled up 14th on the list. I mean, yeah, very I mean, much back in the game, competing at the US Open. Yeah. Winning, uh, what, one event? Yeah, the Rocket Mortgage, I think it was. He's where his sponsor okay. is. I mean, yeah, he's literally right. oh, yeah, getting back yeah. to Butch and the swings back and the confidence is back. And those two things snowball, you know, when you're feeling good and you're hitting it good, things start to work well. And, and yeah, he's clearly playing. Probably not playing the best golf he's ever played, but he's well and truly on the path back to it. You would think. Um, Absolutely, and to, to see him get all those all those spots back. I'm a mm. I'm a big uh, I'm a big Fleetwood fan. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think he's, it's funny. I, I think people are very um, either love him or just don't care. And I'm probably in the don't care. Like I, I think he's a great player. Um, he's clearly got good personality. If you know he's caddy, he's also a great personality. But yeah, I'm I'm not sort of hell bent on whether he wins again, wins in in the US or not. I'm not really too fast, but I know a lot of people really really want to see him get that win over in the PJ Tour. Don't okay, know. I say big Fleetwood guy. I'm just I I sometimes no, I would like to see him get the win. You know, I yeah. think he's, he's yeah. been very close. I, I like um, I like his action. I like his lettuce. Yeah. Um, I like uh, actually, I also just recently went to a little uh of course now 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 i'm one of those guys i've joined it i've joined it we've gone claw yeah anybody welcome. who's gone claws had yips <laughs> well, well welcome to my world let's be honest with ourselves um i'm loving it man i'm loving it I, i've had loving claw it. for so long right this is how long i've had it i i started using the claw because of chris demarco that's how long it's been. Wow, it's been that was Gator Claw. That was Gator Claw, years brother. at least. That was a big claw. Yeah, and then people are like, <laughs> "Why do you putt like that?" And they just like they just didn't. And, I, and you I know said, what? I want to putt conventionally, and I can otherwise. So well, I, I've got the added advantage. I'll call it an advantage, not quirk. I actually stand side saddle, so I stand on an angle and I putt Holy claw. Shit. Yeah, it's it's just it just <laughs> and it is the weirdest thing ever. And if I play with randoms, it normally takes two or three holes. And it's like, how long have you putted like that for? I'm like, oh, 20, <laughs> twenty years. And no they go, it, it, it works. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can't change it. It looks weird, but it, it does work. So I don't side care. saddle claw. Try it. Try it. Holy shit! I'm gonna start. I'm afraid to man because I'm gonna <laughs> go crazy with it. 
Um, I'll send you a video. You'll be like, I don't know how that I works. I love it. But yeah, you literally I, just I, open up the I stance. I love and respect. More <laughs> than that, you. I love and respect the, uh, um, the dedication to it because that's what I've lacked. It's oh. really what it comes – I mean, again – Come on, what's putting? It's just dedication. It's, Stick to it's your shit. Dedication and keep and doing feel. it. If you if you I've, if you believe in it, and it works. Run with it. A hundred percent. I've I've putted, I putted the. I've always been a left hand low guy. Yep. Um, and I've put it like that forever. I've really only had two putters in my life. Yeah. And then over the past like couple of years, bro, it's been carousel. I I I was like, oh, I've switched. You know, I told my buddy, oh, I've switched putters like in the last, and I wish I was kidding. The last six rounds, I've switched. I've switched putters, and he goes, "How many putters do you have?" And I said, "I've only got three. I just keep going like Rotating. back to the other one." And I would have <laughs> it's ten just putters. A sick. It's a sick cycle, man. It's not. I, good. I would have ten putters here. This will make you feel better. Uh, I've got a. I've got a Scotty Cameron. I've got a two ball putter. I've got all sorts of putters at the back that don't get used. Um, but to make you feel better, I get a left-handed putter. That's how bad I was going at some stage. I can't do left-hand low. We've, we've thought about it. We've all but I can go left-handed putter, right-hand low, and that kind of worked. So I went with that for like three rounds and then got rid of it. Like I've That's tried amazing. it. That's amazing. But I'm loving pencil grip, right? Pencil claw right now. I'm a pencil claw guy. Just... Love it. Just, just. <laughs> no one like saw that. Feather. But I'm with a, you. I'm with you. It's a fe- I'm making hand gestures right you now. Are. Part dove, part hand feathering. <laughs> No, it's, part uh, samurai art. You're all, we're all in the same gang. It's fine. Um, there was one other event here, or the one one event here in Melbourne, or not in Melbourne, sorry, Northern Territory in Australia. Uh, Northern Territory PGA. It's the first event of our season, uh, the Aussie season. Awesome. Very, very light season. Uh, Daniel Gale won by four. He Monday qualified not that long ago into the 3M on the PGA Tour. Didn't make the cut, but um, yeah, not surprising for a guy that's got the ability to to win to win his way into a uh, to a PGA Tour event that he came back here and played quite well, won, won, won comfortably. He's got quite a weird action. Um, for anyone who's who's seen him online, I think even PGA Tour media might have punched out on the socials when he when he made the cut. Monday queued in. He's got a quite a um, quite a pause and, and action on the ball that that was a bit different to most. And he just said, "Just how I hit a golf ball. That's just how it works." <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it's going to take anymore. Uh, you know, I, I was so excited to come down again. I I like fringe. And for us, PGA Tour Australia is fringe golf. Yeah, yeah. In the best way. In the best yeah. way. Um, and I want to shout out my guys. Uh, young Gun, Elvis Smiley. Yes. Uh, we sh- we shot with Elvis, hung out with him for... Uh, lefty. You know, for, for a day. Lefty. Uh, I walked around Kingston Heath watching him and, and shooting a little bit. Uh, very talented, obviously. Mm. Just, a, just a real, real fluid, just, I mean, just... The swing almost puts you to sleep and then it'll yep. like, you know s- snap you like just like, and you're like how did you create that action man it's yeah. just like this long rope just Even, this rope um, walking around the course <laughs> he's mike clayton's caddying for him on most of the events down here as well which doesn't hurt oh really okay yeah. fantastic so clades carries his bag Clades on most of most of the events Prob- that he plays in Clades, we, we 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 had the fortune of hanging with clades for a couple of the, he would actually each morning he'd give me a lay down. I, I would be like, Hey, you know, tell me about this course. What's the history? What's yeah. this and that? And he would give me the the good and the bad, of course. Yeah. He'd be like, I remember pulling up. What was it? It was a Yara Yara. You know, we're making this video for the tourism, uh, you know, visit Victoria yeah. and, and the golf courses themselves. And I pull up one morning and, uh, you know, the Yara Yara round, it's like round three. And, 
Clay, uh, tell me a little bit about this place. He goes, yeah, it was fucking shit a while ago. Uh, you know, <laughs> just, I'm like, yeah, it's not exactly. What I was like, I'm probably not going to use that. <laughs> yeah, they really yeah, fucked. But anyway, they really brought it back and it's did. great now. And I'm like, yes, yes, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I've, been, I've been played it since they've done it all, changed, done all the changes. But um, yeah, that was probably only two, max three years ago. They did all, okay. did all the changes. Yeah, yeah. Looks, I mean, it looks fantastic. He said it was uh, some of the best par threes, actually, uh, yep. on the Sandbelt, I remember. Um, but uh, shout out Clayt. what One of my favorite guys I think we've ever uh, come across with in, yeah. in our in our travels. And also, uh, I think I was describing him to somebody recently, and I was like, do you remember the YouTube video, as I think most Australians know, mm, yeah. of him, like, you know, falling, <laughs> falling around the hole, trying to catch his putter in the ball or whatever, yes. and then hitting it? Anyway, and the, the 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 fact that it's his logo, I'm like, I just yeah. I rock with this guy. It took um, me a minute to figure out that was his logo, and then I just started to laugh. <laughs> It looks like it's kind of like Phil jumping, but it's not. It's him laying on the ground. (laughs) It's great. Which could be the best thing ever. Um, Anyway, uh, back in, uh, he's a Kiwi, but Luke Toomey, who has kind of, I think, been back and forth, been on the uh, uh, New Zealand tour a little bit, but PGA Tour Australia. He was. He played, Uh, um, we looked at some events not long ago, but towards the end of the season, and he was there playing. I remember seeing Luke's name. Great. What a great kid. Um, John Lyris, Lyris, yep, yep. Lyris, sure yep. pronounce his yep. name, Lyris. Yep, he had a good season this year, too. Great dude. I've, yep. I've kept a little bit in touch with him, following him. I think he's in the UK right now. Um, but just being down there at the Sandbelt and meeting, um, meeting a number of those guys that play on those tours, yeah, wa- like watching. I'd followed Blake Windred for whatever reason, yeah, uh, on like social, and then like, uh, you know, to to you know watch his action close up yeah um Michaluzzi. yeah dave's got Sick. his uh european tour card and he yeah. I, think, I don't think he's got any more starts left in the states but he had a couple and um he's a talent i mean he's he's a guy that is 100 percent gonna go really close if not win an event this year in the european tour so um, no doubt yeah very so good, good. so it's, it's really cool you know especially from that event i think like we said i mean it's well, I'll ask, I'll ask you this. I think this was one of the most interesting questions that sort of evolved during our trip. Hmm. Um, and I'm trying to formulate it into a question. Maybe it was more of a realization, but you know, the idea of mentoring your own, right? In Australia, yep. the idea that that you are so isolated from the rest of the golfing world you yes. know, professionally. Um, uh, I'm trying to find the, the right question there, but... Um, who did I ask this to? I think I asked this to Jeff Ogilvie when I was like, you know, why essentially are you doing this? Like, like uh, here's was maybe the question. It's and it's it's a bit clunky, but like, does mm-hmm. it feel like Australia versus the world kind of thing, right? And there's a lot of power in that. Yeah. Um, where it's like taking care of your own and like banding together. You know. Yeah. I mean, from our perspective in the U.S., it's hard to say. Like, you know, it's so funny because the stereotype is like USA, go USA. <laughs> we're so USA. And then, I mean, a, a dude from Alabama and a guy from California. I mean, two yeah. completely different countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to to have that type of culture, right? Yep. Obviously, in Australia, less people, a lot of land, but a lot less people. Oh, yeah. You know, w- w- what is it about that attitude? Do you feel that? Not even within golf, but is there, you know, what what is growing up there? Like, what does being Australian yeah. mean to you? And then how does that translate to the rest of the world? 
Yeah, I think it's it's not necessarily a feeling of us against the world for me, but it's I, I guess it's it, it's a very proud country when it comes to sport because we've got twenty five million people here, you know, and for the amount of players that we turn out that play on the biggest stage, whether it's you know we've got the women's world cup football on at the moment, you know, so Sam Kerr is one of the best female footballers in the world, plays for Chelsea. She's she's an Australian, you know. Like we've got all these great Australian golfers, you know, like Jason Day's playing this week in the Cam Smith won in the Open. Cam Smith, at, like, St. You've got Minji Lee, you've got Minwoo Lee, you've got like a million golfers, you've got tennis players. We've had so much rich history across yeah. many different sports. And I think it's just proud. And we support them all. We really do. I don't think anyone looks at um the guys, like even say with Cam Smith, like I don't I don't have an interest in live. Great. I love Cam Smith. I think he's a superstar. He's a great talent. The only time that changes is when they they don't support Australia. So one who probably gets tarred mm. is Jason Day. So Jason's probably only come back to Australia to play Aussie Opens a couple of times in, in his top end of his professional career. And mm. Aussies don't love that. We sort of look at it like, you know what? You should make an effort because this is the sport and the country that supported you and you should come back and support. And he's got reasons why. I mean, he's he's married to Ali. They live, you know, in Cleveland, Ohio. It's, you know, there yeah, they got. It's things. It's Thanksgiving's our our biggest tournaments. They want to be home. I get it all. I really do. But it, it's it's making that effort, and that's kind of I think yeah. when the Aussie population sort of goes the opposite direction and says, you know what, sure. you're not my favorite anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. with you. Yeah. No, and and, and I, I'm I'm sure that. That translates to places like Iceland, and there's when we we were yeah. there shooting adventures in golf, and it was the yeah. World Cup, and they were ma- making their you know run. Oh, yeah. But even uh, look at Denmark, look at the Scandinavian countries; they're very powerful as yeah. well on the you know on the main stages of of sport, and so small relatively, like small populations, a hundred percent, absolutely. You know, yeah. so it's uh, but but again, a lot of positives come from that, and a lot of like special you know culture and feeling and emotion yeah. that that informs uh informs their play i think Absolutely. it's really cool it's fun to, it's fun to be around it was fun to see that that line from uh norman von nida yeah um who who jeff i was like where where does this come from right like this kind of helping out like where and he's like well you know i'm not the first and i'm not the last like yeah uh, which which is very sort of native Hawaiian. It's like we are stewards of the land. Like the land yeah. is not ours. So we are just taking care of it for the next generation. Yeah, and yeah, on yeah. And on and on. yeah. It's like Van Nida, uh to to Peter Thompson. Yeah. To you know whoever the yeah. the, the latter is. Um, but to to just witness that was was really cool. I hadn't seen that you know before. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, in a, in a lot of ways, Hawaii is is like that's very strong culturally yeah um and so you know we have uh, uh a special connection there um yeah. but it's fun to see that in golf and yeah. and how um it what's the right word uh just just fosters it you know yeah. just cultivates it it's people that 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 can feel that and get behind it and then it, yeah like you said it fosters it grows you know it keeps coming um, like you said, the next generation coming through for sure. And then people that, you know, I'm 46. So, you know, my vintage of, of, of people that are in Australia that like golf is because of Greg Norman. And yeah, I'm course. sure that there are people in, you know, 20 years time that are loving golf because of Cam Smith. Like it's just, 
continues on and hopefully like for the better yeah 20 years ago i was playing attack life spin balls yeah those? yeah i had an attack life uh hoodie until not that long ago i don't even know where i got yeah. it i don't know i don't know where they sell shark stuff Sick. anymore but it's still there somewhere Sick. yeah i love it i used to play the golf balls and everything man yeah 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 <laughs> um the, the tips last week were no good, so I'm not going to run through them all. Um, anyone that's on the email, I'll tell you, I'll apologize in advance. Um, nothing went well last week. Uh, it's a week it's, where... Again, it's betting. It's betting. It's betting. Yeah, and I've said that from the beginning. If we can get a winner once a month, we're going to win lots of money because it's just really tough. Um, Victor Hovland was like second, uh, third, fourth line of betting is around 18, 19 to 1. Uh, we had Ram, Cantlay, Clark, Benan, and... Uh, Xander Xander was the best finished eighth. We did say Tommy Fleetwood would, wouldn't win, and we told you why. Um, the stats didn't line up, and he was pretty much in those stats was quite poor. So that was the way it went. This week's event is a tour championship. Only thirty guys are getting through to the final, as we know. Uh, East Lake, where it is every year, Coca Cola big sponsor, and it's right up the road from Coke head office. So um, they're not moving this tournament anytime soon, I don't think. Last year, Rory won the gross and the net. So obviously they have the 10 point or the 10, um, 10 down to no head start in, when it comes to shots. So this year, Scotty Scheffler is going to start at 10 under. Hovland's going to start at eight. Rory, seven. Ram, six. Glover, five. Then you've got a bunch of guys at four, three, two, and one. Even par, Sam Burns, Grio, Hatton, Spieth, and Sepp Straka. So depending on where you finish is where you're going to get your head start from. This week, I'm looking at Things like strokes gain off the tee. I'm really, really more interested on guys that are accurate. You don't need to be long here. Um, approach shots over index on 125 to 150 yards in and 200 to 225 yards in. So um, really going to be looking at guys that are going to be strong in those areas. Um, ar around the green is not important. But if you look at it versus a normal PGA, PGA event, that's down, down, right down. Gonna need to hit greens. You're gonna need to make parts. That pretty much sounds like every other tournament you've ever seen or watched. Um, but most importantly, what most people want to know is Mike versus the mug. So for the second time ever, last week Matt took money out of my pocket for charity. Uh, I did not win. Matt picked Victor Hovland, so he he took the money out, and that money went to Lifeline Australia, and and it's on the socials now. So that money's already gone. Colt is now going to try and take more money out of my pocket but we are going to have a different charity this week colt who who when you win when you have a player that finishes above mine where yeah. is my money going what charity would you nah, like me to put it to um uh, nawahine toa you are 100 percent gonna have to email me that because I, I will <laughs> <laughs> it's my friend elimale mcfarland's um foundation uh that she started not too long ago she is a Bellator MMA champion. Oh, wow. Uh, she's brought the sport to back home to Hawaii uh, on uh, a few different occasions. She's got a fight coming up here. Another one for the belt in seven weeks in San Diego. I'm trying to get down for. Um, but I grew up with her, known her since, uh, you know, I mean, went to school together since kindergarten. Um, she is, uh, she's a native Hawaiian. Um, she is, you know, her... Her foundation, she went to school in, in San Diego, San Diego State, I believe. Um, and there she uh, got an education around um, Native American, uh, the reservations, the women, um, especially. Yeah. And uh, uh, anyway, she is, she, her, 
um, fundraiser for the Maui wildfires that happened in Lahaina. I mean, first of all, just to say, I mean, I think everybody's heard of this now globally. Mm. Um, horrific. I mean, we talked about this off the top and, you know, yeah. lightly just saying, oh, it's, you know, the storm here is one in a hundred years and it's crazy. And, uh, and it is, but, but these types of things are, are happening, you know, a lot. This sounds like the, the hottest, what, hottest yeah. year on earth or something for yeah. a long time. Expecting to be in it's, yeah. it's just like, what does it mean? You know, how do you wrap your head around it? It's just like, oh, another, even me now, I got out of the hurricane, you know, I don't even know what's happening down in my house right now, but, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's hard to, it's hard to, um, like everything in life it's hard to really connect um, until you see it, you see their firsthand or you see things on social media nowadays, uh, but especially uh, when it hits close to home, quite literally. And I, yeah. and I consider all of Hawaii, you know, uh, home, the, uh, you know, the, the home where I, where I grew up and, you know, these things happen all over the world, Yeah, but, but to see well, it at home, it's just, it's just complete devastation and it's it's uh it opens your eyes it, it just opens your eyes to to you know things that can happen and, and where we're at in the world right now and, and real issues that affect your life and a lot of lives around you so it's real serious shit to <laughs> to put it mildly but anyway elima Whoop. stepped up her fundraiser has raised two and a half million dollars wow oh, well, i think when she's on instagram when she started it the goal was i think 50 grand yeah <laughs> That she's it, just it, got a little it, bit past it went that. Viral. Yeah, well, we'll definitely uh, flick me that, and I'll I'll save that. And um, instead of fifty Aussie, I'll do fifty US, which is like, I think it's like twenty five thousand Australian dollars, fifty dollars US. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's that's the bet this week. I'll give you the list Lovely. of players. Um, no, I won't. Yes, I will. Um, the guys that are playing this week. It's literally just well, going to be in the front top of me. thirty. Oh, you got the top thirty you got in front of me. And, I, and I've um, got their scores. And can I just say real quick, like, I, I, I'm still, I'm, I, how does this count as a PJ nah, Tour victory so is my question. This is, this is what we're going to do because it, it'd be too easy for us to just say um, a net score. Rory. So now what we're, we're going to play, the, the bet you and I will have is against just a normal event. So forget the starting okay. strokes. Who do you, the, just the three guys that you think can win and Basically, they'll show the scores on the website. They'll show you with the starting and without the starting. So we'll do without oh, the starting shots to make it lo- make life easier. Because um, that's really the person that won, not the Scotty Scheffler who started at minus ten. But they um, do count that, right? They do. They do. That's how they pay the money. It's so weird. Out. So that's eighteen I guess, million dollars. I guess, I guess when you take when you take match play, for example, okay, strokes don't necessarily matter there, but you are starting on an even playing field. Correct. So I don't know. Stableford, like, you're still starting on an even playing field. You are. It's literally just trying to reward the guys that had the better seasons to to give them more money. But I mean, last year, uh, Scotty Scheffler, I think, started in position one with a ten under start, and he didn't win. So Rory won the, effectively the gross and the net last year to to come up and win. Sure. So. Um, you, you so can lead a five stroke lead in two holes. You know? Yeah, you can do that. I can do that. Um, so the rule is you get to pick first. So you just need to give me three players you think can win and you can have okay. anyone you like. Okay. I'm going with Rory. Rory, number one. Yeah, he's got, he's got history. He's got history. He's got some, he's got some great moments there. And he's a, yeah, he's not a bad pick at all. Can't argue with he's, Rory. And he's playing well. He's playing well. He is. He is. Number two. 
Oh, I get to pick all you three. You get to first. pick all three. This first. isn't even an alt. Nope. Wow, your data must be good, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit, I'm looking at the whole list now. Um, okay. You know, a, a little. I'm I'm going. This is interesting, man. Because I feel like those guys in that four under, five under feel like they have an actual shot, so they kind of they might press. You, oh, uh, that yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that, you got to take that into account. Okay, I, I, I mean, you know, I already named him. I'm I'm gonna go with him. I hope he does it. <laughs> Obviously, history hasn't shown, but well, Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood, lock it in. Okay. Now, last one. Who have you got? Rom, easy. John Rahm, that's a pretty solid set. But again, it is that time of year when you can't really go wrong. Top 30 on tour. So you got Rory, Fleetwood, and Rahm. For the people at home, the data, I'll give people a top 10 of my data currently run. Uh, Morikawa, Scheffler, Cantlay, Hovland, Tom Kim, Siwoo Kim, Lucas Glover, John Rahm, Corey Connors, Russell Henley. Okay, However, so I heard one name from there that I one chose. name, but again, <laughs> that's just the top ten. So what I do is I rank them all on the data that I pull in, but then I look at how have they played here over the years and how have they play, how are they playing coming in? Because that's really important, you know. At the end of the day, how how is their form mm-hmm. going? I narrowed it down to four guys to start with, so I can only have three of them. I'm going to go with Patrick Cantlay, uh, mm-hmm. one here a couple right. of years ago. Second at the FedEx yep. two weeks ago and um, 15th this week, which didn't help me at all. Um, he ranks third on my ch- like sheet. Uh, next one I'm going to go with is his partner in crime, Xander Shoffley, because okay. again, similar. He just, this event, he just plays so well. He's a gold well. medal kind like, of guy. Yeah, he's a gold medal kind of guy. He's a gold medal kind of guy, dude. His last six, six times he's played here. I mean, again, this is with starting strokes. Fourth, fifth, second, second, seventh, first. So that's good. Finished eighth last this week at the BMW. I like it. Last spot, I'd probably be tossing up between three guys. Henley, Im, and I really think Max Home is playing some good golf. Um, I like I can, Max. Yeah. He's going really well. But I'm going to go for Russell Henley. Just someone a little Ooh. bit different. Um, someone who stacks up really well. He's only been here twice. Last time he was here was like five years ago, finished third. Um, 12th before that, but he's running. He played at BMW, finished eighth. FedEx, he finished sixth, second at the Wyndham. He's really trending in the right at the moment. Weather looks well, perfect. I know you're shocked, Atlanta, in August. It's going to be, and, and this doesn't help you at all. I did write down what it is in, in Fahrenheit, but for the Aussies, 33 to 7, 37 every day. No rain, no wind. For the Fahrenheit crew, that's 92 to 94. So it's holy. Hot. It's going to be hot, like but no wind. Three. Yeah, it's it's pretty warm. Um, I'll send oh, out the odds odds sheet will come and, and out on humidity, Wednesday. Man. Humidity. No, I think the, I think the humidity is going to be okay. I'm not oh, sure. Right. It doesn't look too bad. Yeah, no, no, no rain. I don't think it's going to be. I don't see any storms oh, or anything wow. coming at the moment. It's early. I mean, we're I know, recording this because we got it all in the West Coast. That's why. Yeah, holding it all. <laughs> um, for anyone we'll that send it. Yes, uh, yes, and the, no, keep it there. Humidity is not going to help. We saw Lucas Glover nearly sweat through his pants last week, so don't need that game. <laughs> Um, the email will come out for anyone interested. Email me at threepartpodcast at gmail.com uh, or threepartpodcast on Instagram if you need anything. We send out the email breaking down the field and all the events, weather, everything uh, on a Wednesday night, Melbourne time, Thursday morning. So you'll have it ready for the tournament. Um, 
anything that comes up, any questions, just flick us a note. I'll post all of Colt's picks on there as well. Obviously, Colt, thank you, thank you so much. Been great having you. Oh, please, Mike. Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it. I love these chats. So thanks for having me on. No, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching uh, some more videos come out on the socials. Thank you, sir. And, thanks, and don't man. say Three Pub Podcast too many times. You know what I'm saying? Because then it starts to just creep just, in, right? That's it. I just got. I just got to say it a lot at the start and the finish. <laughs> that's it. Thanks for your time, mate. No, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate it, bro.